0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Ascension podcast. I am your host, Marissa Remy, and this podcast is all about showing you the tools that you can use to become the best version of yourself and live a life that you truly love. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that's always been super, super interesting to me, which is dieting. I know we probably see a lot of diet commercials, posts about dieting, so many different things in grocery stores, in literally everywhere you look, you can see something about what food you should be eating in order to weigh less or be healthier or whatever it might be. So I'm not going to be talking about a specific diet that you should be on Because to be honest, that depends on you and your body. We are all unique externally and we're also all unique internally. And even if I advise something for you right now, it might work for you right now. It might not. And as your body changes and your gut microbiome changes, something new might actually suit you a lot better in the future. So I don't like to give generic dieting or food or eating advice to anyone. Anyone ever, I like to work one on one with my clients to understand their body and understand what their body really needs in order to feel like its best self. And if you feel like your best self, that is most likely going to be the changes that will help you also look like your best self. They go hand in hand. If you're following a diet or following a program that's making you feel like not yourself at all, you're feeling super tired all the time, having a headache, feeling super hungry, it's very, very challenging to stick to, that's probably not going to be the thing that's going to really catapult you into your best feeling and best looking self in the long run. So those are just some things to keep in mind, but today we're going to be talking about dieting. So I don't really like the term diet just because there's so many different misconceptions about what that term really means. In my opinion, and pretty much every scientist ever, a diet is something that, or it's a what you eat in a day. So a whale's diet has to do with shrimp. A bear's diet is berries and fish and all of these other foods. A bear has a very, very wide variety of foods that it eats. A snail's diet is probably leaves and things that you could find in your garden. So none of these animals are on, quote unquote, a diet. The diet is just what they eat. But we as a modern society have completely hijacked this term and now it means to restrict yourself for like that's my understanding of what a diet means according to our modern society. So if you are sticking to a diet, it means that you're allowing yourself to eat certain foods and not allowing yourself to eat other foods. Which I I don't think that that is the correct term when it comes to diet. And I also think that we have hijacked this term, and now it seems a lot more negative. So when I help my clients change what they are eating, I help them find a lifestyle habit that best supports them. Maybe that lifestyle habit is not eating as much dairy. Maybe that lifestyle habit is increasing the amount of healthy carbs that they're eating every day or healthy fats. It's going to be different depending on the person and what your body is truly craving in order to feel like its best self and look like its best self Also, Regardless of what changes you might be making, the most important thing to do, if you are making any changes at all, whether it's changes to what you're putting in your body, changes to what you're watching on TV, changes to when you're waking up in the morning, it doesn't really matter what those changes are. What really, really matters is your mindset behind these changes. So if you are doing something because you feel like you need to do it in order to be worthy, in order order to be enough, in order to be loved to any degree, then that's not really the right reasons because the relationship that you have with yourself is the most important relationship that you will ever be in in your entire life. Of course, you'll have other important relationships. Of course, you can have other relationships that are incredibly fun and fulfilling and make you feel good in so many ways. But the relationship that you have with yourself is what sets the tone for how these other relationships that you will find yourself in or are already finding yourself in, how they will actually go. So if you are doing things with yourself out of hatred of yourself, out of dislike of yourself, or out of wanting to be enough or wanting to be liked or wanting to be less, that's a huge point that we're going to be touching on more in this episode, then you are doing them for the wrong reasons. And what I mean by that is not that you are wrong, you are bad, because you're not. I I know what it's like to make changes because you don't like something about yourself and not liking something about yourself is often the motivation that we need to actually change something about ourselves. But it might get that ball rolling and it will quickly die out and not help you keep the ball rolling. Motivation comes and goes. And if you are motivating yourself based on self-hatred, that motivation is going to go very, very quickly because you're going to need to hate yourself more and more and more in order to stay motivated. And maybe you might be able to do this. For me, I was able to do this. My self-hatred relationship that I had with myself lasted years and it just got more and more intense over the years until I decided to break that pattern. And I realized that when you operate out of self-love, when you operate out of truly enjoying what you are doing, And really focusing on how you feel after you do these activities. Like if you're working out because you hate the way that your body looks, it's not going to be a fun workout at all. And you're not going to want to keep getting up early and going to the gym or doing that workout. So it's really important to find something that you love, and to also love yourself through that process. When you're working out because you want to celebrate your ability to move your limbs, that's not something that everyone on this earth can do. So you can be grateful for that. You can be grateful for having a working body that has the ability to work out in the first place and go celebrate that by doing a workout. That workout is going to be a lot more fun. And when it comes to workouts, when it comes to changes of any degree, Sometimes it's hard at the beginning. Sometimes you have rough days, but that doesn't mean that you are on the wrong path. Even if you start something that you realize does not work for you at all, you are actually light years ahead of other people who have not even tried, because at least now you know that something doesn't work for you, so you know to try something else. So it is a win-win situation. Something that I find very, very interesting when it comes to dieting for lack of better terms is understanding at what point we felt like dieting was the way and oftentimes this starts very very young for me personally I first learned about dieting I can't even remember a time that I didn't know about dieting that's how young it started for me because I have an older sister who was trying to lose weight at the time that I was growing up and I also have my mom who was trying to lose weight at the time that I was growing up and I remember driving to school with my mom and having her talk to me about insecurities that she had and all of these things and I'm by no means saying that my mom did something wrong that she was a bad mom or anything like that because I know that she did her best and everyone is always doing their best to the best degree that they possibly can. My mom probably did not realize lies and the whole body positivity movement everything like that that wasn't alive when i was first born and when i was growing up so this was common speak it was okay and socially acceptable to talk about things that you disliked about yourself to talk about how much weight you wanted to lose like if i had a dollar for every time that I was growing up and people said like, oh, I just want to lose five pounds or I can't eat that. I need to only eat low fat. Wow. It would be an incredible amount of money. I remember constantly going to the grocery store with my mom, with my older sister, reading all of the labels, seeing what foods were in what, feeling like I wasn't allowed to have certain foods and I was allowed to have other foods. And it honestly just did not make sense to me growing up. And I remember hearing conversations about needing to only drink zero calorie drinks and low fat this, like low fat was a huge trend when I was growing up. So I always learned about that just through watching other people. We don't have to go through a trauma or to go through an actual lesson in order to learn. So when we are children, we learn by observing the people around us, by watching what they're doing, seeing what they're talking about, seeing what they eat, and all of that stuff. So I was learning by just watching these behaviors happen. I was learning by watching my mom tell my dad that he's not allowed to eat this or he's going to gain weight or that she couldn't eat this because she was going to gain weight and she needed to cut back on this and cut this out and all of these things. And throughout all of these visual experiences that I was watching. It's not even something that I was going through. It was just something that I was watching. I somehow learned that I needed to be as small as possible in order to be loved. And I remember growing up and being in physical education classes, PE classes, and seeing that my legs were bigger than the other girls around me and going home and asking my mom about it and asking my family about it and I know from a very, very young age, I somehow came to this understanding, it was perhaps taught to me, it was maybe something that I just figured out on my own, that I'm just naturally bigger than other girls. I remember being like my elementary school photos, my stomach looked super, super bloated in some of the photos. And it was so embarrassing to me. I remember ripping them down off the wall when my mom posted them because I looked big. And I was probably in fifth grade when I did this. And it's absolutely heartbreaking to me that so many children grow up under this belief system that they need to be small, that it's embarrassing what they look like, that they're naturally big boned or they're just naturally big because there's so many things that you are. You are a being of love and light and compassion and kindness and so many things that are not tied to the way that you look. But when you are only focused on the way that you look and not focused on all of these other things that you are, your self-esteem goes down, down, down. So the reason that I'm so passionate about doing what I'm doing and showing women and men alike that you are so much more than your three-dimensional physical human body is because our future generations depend on this. We have no idea. And this is what's so heartbreaking for me about disordered eating habits and people who lose their lives to disordered eating, which it happens. It is actually very, very heartbreaking. It's sad and We often don't realize that that is the extreme to self-hatred and not having a healthy relationship with food and understanding what we should put in our body is that you decrease your quality of life. But you also impact other people. Whether you have kids of your own right now, whether you have kids, whether you're going to have kids in the future, or even if there's just kids around you, you are impacting them by how you are being. So if you're only eating the stuff that has a low fat written in huge red letters across it, or if you're eating with a baby spoon because you don't want to take big bites, or whatever habits that you're using right now in order to achieve your body goals, if you're not doing it in a healthy way, you are subconsciously creating impressions on the younger generation. And you're creating impressions and shaping someone's mind that could be the person that grows up and cures cancer. They could be the person that grows up and invents something that's incredible for the evolution of the entire human race, but because they're so focused on being as small as possible and so focused on what they look like, they're not able to do that. So that's why I'm so passionate about doing what I do, which is using a whole variety of spiritual tools and practices to help you not only achieve those body goals and help you look like your best self, but also have the best relationship with yourself and feel like your best self because you are going to be changing the world whether directly or indirectly and if you're focusing all of your energy on what you look like and making sure that you weigh less and beating yourself up for every pound that you gain then you are robbing yourself of your potential and you're falling into a trap a trap that is not your true destiny and not what you should be doing with your time and energy something that we often forget is that humans have a finite number or maybe not number, but finite units of energy that we can use on a day-to-day basis. And you can use all of that energy to just focus on yourself. And that energy actually depletes so much faster when you're feeling insecure, when you are not connected to the highest version of you when you're not connected to your destiny and your creative side, your imagination, and all of those things that are outside of your three-dimensional body. Something that helped me really learn and understand this was when I was going through the depths of my mental health issues, extreme PTSD, extreme depression, extreme anxiety, I was introduced to a theory called the spoon theory. And Let's just take a break right here before I drop into the spoon theory because this is going to be some really life-changing... Topics if you have, if you are dealing with mental health, or even if you're not, because it's a really cool way of explaining mental energy. So let's just take a break and make sure that you take a screenshot or a selfie, post it on your Instagram, tag me at Marissa Remy so that I can cheer you along in your journey and support you and say hello. So now we're going to dive into the spoon theory. The idea behind the spoon theory is that one spoon represents a certain amount of mental energy that you might have in a day. So maybe on a day that you wake up after a full night's sleep and you feel absolutely amazing, you might wake up with 30 spoons. And so the spoons are a metaphor for the energy. Maybe on a day that you sleep horribly, you went to sleep, you cried yourself to sleep that night, maybe you wake up with 15 spoons. Maybe on some days just getting out of bed takes up 3 to 5 spoons. Maybe on other days it's half a spoon. So each day has like each day is different and spoons are not a f- set number so it's not like everyone has 30 spoons and Everyone is going to go through their tasks and it will cost them a different amount of spoons. So for someone who has really severe mental illness and mental health issues like I had, getting up and just going to a shift at work would take all my spoons for the day. I literally did not even have the energy to shower, to walk my dog, to do anything else. I had to focus all my energy on that and I ended up missing work when I would shower when I would do other things because I did not have enough spoons to make it through a whole entire shift. For other people, they can do a whole shift Of work, a whole nine to five job, and then also go to the gym and then still have spoons left over to do a face mask, to watch a movie with their partner, with their roommate, or just on their own, to maybe call their parents, to do other things with their energy, which is how I currently feel. So if you only have a certain amount of spoons right now, and if it takes a lot of spoons, so a lot of energy units to do daily tasks for you, keep in mind that this will change if you choose to change it. And being honest with yourself about how many spoons you have left in a day and how many spoons it takes to do certain things, you will actually be able to expand your mental capacity and your energy capacity so that you can do more things. So if you are new to the whole spoon theory, Please, please, please look up the hashtag Spoonie, S-P-O-O-N-I-E, and also look up the spoon theory. This is a really popular topic that people who struggle with mental health talk about and use on a day-to-day basis because it really can change the way that you go through the day. So instead of being in self-beat up, you are having a heightened level of self-awareness and you're able to... Schedule your day so that you can use those spoons the way that you want to use them rather than constantly feeling burnt out and constantly feeling like you're operating on empty. So it's a really, really awesome cool thing. And one of the coolest things about the spoon theory is that there's certain activities that actually increase your spoons. So maybe listening to your favorite playlist, that can give you 10 spoons in a day. So let's say you go through all of your spoons doing your daily activities. You find yourself at the middle of the day with barely any spoons to go on with listen to your favorite playlist. Do something that helps you increase your spoons. It's going to be different for each person. And that way you can actually have more spoons to use for the rest of the day. Let's say you have to do your dishes or whatever it might be. So I still use these practices to this day, even though I am no longer experiencing the dark depths of mental illness and mental health issues, because this is a practice that really helps me when I find myself on Empty, I do activities that help me get more spoons. When I find myself waking up with less spoons for that day, I make sure to schedule my day out and put things in my day in a way that I'm able to use my spoons to actually get. Like finish my priority tasks and make sure that I'm still on track with my life so it's not a day wasted because, trust me, that feels the absolute worst when you have a whole bunch of stuff to do for a day and you don't have any mental energy to actually complete it. So I strongly, strongly encourage you to look up that hashtag, look up the spoon theory because it could really change your life. This is something that I found over five years ago that has completely shifted the way that I go through every single day and of course I don't think about the spoon theory all day, every day anymore, how I did. But it is something that has been now subconsciously programmed into my mind, which I chose to do. I chose to consciously make that decision of living my life with this theory in mind. And now I don't have to think about it as much. And I have a much better grasp of how to use my energy. So back to the topic of today, self-image and dieting that takes a lot of spoons. So if you are looking in the mirror and pinching the areas of your body that you wish would just disappear, that is going to literally drain you of spoons because it is not something that actually gives you more spoons, more mental energy. It's not something that helps you get closer to your goals. And when you look back on the time that you spent doing that, 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now, you are going to wish that you used that time in other ways. You're going to wish that you went on a walk during that time. You're going to wish that you did something to make your life better. And when we look back on our lives in the future, we don't see those little pockets of time that we spent doing activities that actually drained us. We just have that big picture of looking at our life and being like, oh my God, that was a time of my life that I felt so incredibly drained. I hated who who I was, etc. And if you don't graduate from that mindset, you're going to look back and be like, that was when it all started. That's when my life started going downhill. So it's really, really important to be very, very conscious of how you're using your time and how this affects how much energy you have mentally, emotionally, physically, all of the above in order to go on with your day and do things that actually move the needle in your life so that you can create a future that you truly feel proud of and a life that you truly feel in love with. So instead of looking in the mirror and wishing that I was smaller or wishing that I looked different or whatever it might be, and side note, I recently gained 35 pounds this past year just in five months. So I've gained a lot of weight and I the way that I feel confident despite my weight gain is by really understanding when I decided that I need to be small to be happy. And over those five months of gaining weight, I was able to look in the mirror every single day and see someone looking back at me who truly looked confident, who I know is an amazing person, who's not defined by their weight. In fact, no one is defined by their weight. When we think of comedians that we love or when we think of our favorite actors or people that make us feel good in our life or people that make us laugh and people that we want to be around, the first thing that we think of is not, oh, I love that comedian because she weighs 120 pounds. Oh, I love this person because they weigh 130 pounds and that's my goal weight it really doesn't matter how much people weigh. It's just something that we have as a society kind of found ourselves obsessed with. And I consider this to be all a distraction. And it's kind of like being at the fork in the road every single day and choosing to either go straight or go right. I don't know what way we're going here. Come on. Work with me. But basically, it's choosing to either go down the path that will take you to your best self and someone that you truly love and feel proud of, or to go down the path that makes you feel so distracted from your goals that you use all of your energy to create something that isn't even something that you love and isn't even something that you want to live on a day to day basis in the future. So we get to be conscious every single morning that we are at that fork and the decisions are up to us. Where do we want to go in the future? We get to choose our daily actions. We get to choose our thoughts and the conversations that we have with ourselves so that we can truly make a life that makes us feel proud and to live in a body that makes us feel proud and feeling proud of yourself has nothing to do with how much you weigh. It has nothing to do with how small or how big you are. We are all unique. We all have unique DNA. We all have unique genetics. We all have unique everything about us. So embrace yourself and then you will be able to create the best version of you. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Again, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram stories, tag me at Marissa Remy so that I can support you and cheer you on and say hello. And know that just by listening to podcasts like this, you are going against the grain of society in a good way and connecting humanity with our humanity. Taking us out of that mindset of constantly needing to be less in order to be more and really helping yourself and others connect with the best versions of themselves. So give yourself a huge hug. hug, Give yourself a huge pat on the back and know that you are not alone. You are a warrior and I am cheering you on and fighting with you every step of the way.